Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We Play did win a game. Welcome back to the Leafs cast playoff edition. The regular season is officially behind us. So this counts, you guys excited? This counts as a playoff pod. We're, playoff pod. I love I it. I guess so. Rounding up, it's a playoff pod. We're usually sadder. Are you sure this is a playoff pod? <laughs> no, no. Early on, we're happy. It's only at the end are we crushed Ooh. and despondent. It's good to be back. Or guys. not this year. This is the year. Let's All talk right, about to all it. you listeners. Let's talk about it. So we uh, we are on the cusp. Game one set for Tuesday, April the 18th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Leafs will be at home at Scotiabank Arena. Uh, we've already done our full Tampa Bay preview episode where we kind of look at how we match up uh, last episode. However, there have been some developments since that episode, and his name is Matthew Nyes. How much fun have you guys had the past few games watching uh, Matthew Nyes? Well, I, I need to showcase. hear Steven talk about this. I, I don't know a single person on this earth who has been higher on Matthew Nyes since before probably anyone else knew about him, before the muzzin chip soundbite was in here. Steven, he's your boy. Tell us. It's, what, it's what due think? to my, like, you know, relatively high interest in college hockey altogether. And college hockey is growing, and it's going to be – it's gonna the way it plays with the NHL – is just going to be different, and it's. I think we're going to see a lot more guys like Matthew Nyes, where these guys that are at the highest level, the halves of the the college hockey world, these top line kind of guys are going to be able to come into the NHL and start to contribute early. I mean, you're seeing it like a uh, uh, all all around the league, right? A, a handful of these guys that their college hockey season ended. These the halves from the Frozen Four and stuff where Matthew Nyes was playing like uh uh the other Hughes brother whatever his name is we'll call him Luke Luke or Leia Luke Damn. Hughes anyway um him and then obviously yeah Matthew Nye is coming in and these guys start to contribute right away that said though with the Maple Leaf something about it you just feel like is it too good to be true it's not this guy has got gas three games we get to see him and he's created a controversy He's created a controversy. He looks huge on the ice. He's strong. He's fast. And he's got just this incredible hockey sense that like, I don't know. I was, I w obviously like, I love the idea of him coming in and potentially being able to contribute for the Leafs in the playoffs, like right away. But like, I don't know that I was actually mentally ready to handle it. Maybe happening. Cause like, there's just so much unknown with this guy, but in three games, he's really shown something. What's impressed me about him is that he he just he can create when he's out there, right? He's not like he'll stand in the right spot and you put him with Mitch Marner and Marner will put it on a stick and he can shoot at home. No, he's the guy who's bringing the puck to the right spot. He's creating opportunities, bringing it to these high danger chances, both for himself and his line mates. And he almost got his first NHL goal. I'll have to wait for next season for that one. Or I don't know. I guess I guess playoff goals count as. 
I think playoff goals count for double. <laughs> I remember uh, Nick Robertson scored his first. I think he scored his first goal yeah, in the he playoffs. Did, yeah. That so yeah. uh, <laughs> he, he's just been real impressive to watch. You, you could tell he's a big guy. He's he's not getting pushed around at least in those three games. Obviously, the last three games of the regular season and then again in the playoffs just for show. The uh, early early look, guy's pretty impressive. He's got the sauce, as Stephen would say. He does have sauce. It, it, what was that? It has been fun watching him, uh, watching him play. Cause you, I mean, we've been talking about him for a little while. Um, I'm still like, and I, and I, uh, I have been proven wrong to some extent in that. Uh, he, Sorry, what? he's been, you, you did what, Tim? <laughs> what up. happened? To some extent. Speak up. <laughs> he's been, uh, he's looked better than I thought. He certainly looked like he belongs. I say to some extent, I am still not convinced we see him in the playoffs. Um, I know, I know things, anything can happen in the playoffs. Sheldon Keefe does like to throw the lineup in the blender and, and put some new energy in there. But at the end of the day, he's still a rookie. He does still make some mistakes. He's not the next, uh, I mean, even when Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid were rookies, they made mistakes. And the problem is that, the past six years of playoffs have been decided by the smallest of margins. Single mistakes are the difference between mm-hmm. our happiness or an entire fan base sad. So I don't know if we could risk it. Well, so so the potential of him being in the lineup, I guess like when you think about though a, a player who maybe you can afford a handful of mistakes. And when you say mistakes, we're talking about a defensive mistake, right? A giveaway. A defensive mistake. A I, I, I giveaway. Uh, I mean, in the past, our rookies have been s- small children, so they've been, like, manhandled. And yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Nyes has, has that issue. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, I've, I've placed a time where he either panics with the puck or he tries to get too fancy. He just, uh, rookies just don't have the same appreciation for... I mean, to, to some extent, rookies play, and it's fun because they make these plays that I like to loot, uh, see, but they also give coaches gray hairs. The coaches like what is safe and what is that. And it's hard because, like, if everyone is only safe, does that win hockey games? Sometimes. Not safe can certainly lose hockey games. Mm-hmm. Would you put him in but, your opening, your night one lineup, Steven? I, at, uh, um, Okay, I I was saying this in the chat the other day. I think if if Sheldon Keefe goes with a center group of uh, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Ryan O'Reilly on the third line, you have to put Matthew Nyes in there. I think he's your third line left winger alongside Ryan O'Reilly. They played two of the three games that he's played have been alongside Ryan O'Reilly, and he's looked he's looked really great there. Now. I don't think we we can get into this too. I guess I don't think that that's maybe the best look for the Leafs to uh, uh, to to have Ryan O'Reilly as that third line center. I feel like the most the the lineup with the best sauce is you know the 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 super line second line of Ryan O'Reilly in the middle, John Tavares on the left, and then uh, um, whoever right William Nylander and Mitch Marner on the right. I guess we would have to see, um, but. And 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 when when Tim says like the the giveaways right at first I want to be like oh he's gonna be fine he's he's a winger like we can afford a giveaway or two from a winger like you know but he 
and like, is he even going to do it? Right. I guess like that argument, he literally did it in his first game, right? Like a bad giveaway, a really bad giveaway that resulted in a, a chance against, but I mean, it feels like almost anybody on the team's capable of that. Right. Or any of like, you know, Mitch does those cheeky backhand, you know, look, no look passes and stuff as well. It's just like, I can't even believe he tried that. He shouldn't have done that. If he didn't do that, he's in there right away. But, um, we're going up against an opponent that there's no margin for error. So I think that if, if the lineups with Ryan O'Reilly, John Tavares and Nylander on the second line, no, I don't think he's in there. What about you guys? I, I, I'm kind of on the same lines as you, Steven. I don't think it actually really matters though. If they're doing O'Reilly at center or load up the second line, I, I don't think he'll be in there game one, but I tell you it's, I think he's the next guy in when we lose a couple games and Keith wants to switch something up or we have literally any injury to our forward group. I think before, if Matthew Nice was a bust or he chose not to sign or something, I think if we got an injury to a forward, the plan was let's go 11, seven and let's just ice mm. one fewer forwards and, and ice an extra defenseman and get Lily in. I don't, I don't think that's the plan anymore. I, I think that he's going to be next guy in that when we need a boost, Vasilevsky's doing Vasilevsky things. And we say, we need to score some more goals here. It's Matthew Nice who's going to draw in. And you telling me that the the players and, and just the team atmosphere would get a little bit of a, a jolt knowing that, oh man, Matthew Nice is coming. Like, oh, what's going to happen here? And maybe you're right, Steven. Maybe he plays, plays with O'Reilly on the third line or something like that. It's an exciting player. And it's something that means something where you, you you inject that into the lineup in game two or three or four game one. If you put him in game one and he makes one of those mistakes and you pull him out, it's hard to put him back in after that. Like it's, it's gotta be tough for him as a rookie and you don't really mm. know what's going on. So I don't think game one is the place to put him in, but I, I guess I disagree a little bit with Tim. I, I do think he's going to come in, in the playoffs at some point, be it game two or game five, or even in another round, because obviously we're making it to another round. Uh, I I think he's exciting enough, and he's shown that he can hang with the big boys. What's What's interesting is uh, the problem is if you do put him in early, and he makes a mistake, you're in a bit of a conundrum. In that, if you just pull him out because he made one mistake, like that's not a good look for the coach, not a good look for the player. It's gonna make it so like you're almost gonna harm his development from that perspective. Like, how many times do we see them for, on the goaltending front? And we'll get to talking about goaltending later, but it's like, oh, a, a goaltender had a rough game. You put them in the next game because you know it's like, all right, they need that bounce back. No, I playoffs... hold on, no, no, no. You're talking about the playoffs here, Tim. We're not talking about his development. He has a he has a three years with the Leafs on this current contract to be developing the guy. If you make a mistake, this is this is like people's jobs are on the line in this playoff series. If you think in game two that you have a better chance of winning with Matthew Nice in the press box. He's in the press box. There's none of this development nonsense. You're just making the best decision for your team to win now. Nothing else matters. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, it's not a great look of, like, oh, you yanked the rookie after, like, oh, one, one bad. who cares? Who cares about the look of yanking the rookie? Who cares, Tim? We're winning games. My, my point that I was going to get to was it's almost unfortunate for Knives that, like, I don't think – Regardless of how games one and two go, games one and two are at home. I don't think Nyes will play a road game. Mm. 
And I don't think we'll be as desperate after games one and two, even if we lose them both. Um, that maybe if we go down oh three, then knives then knives will come in. Mm-hmm. But I think if we if the first two games were in Tampa, the odds of and they didn't go great, then I think the odds of seeing Matthew Knives is much higher. But I think uh Matthew Knives doesn't yet doesn't have that level of trust with Keith, though like Keith did was quoted saying this week of like he would play Matthew Nyes in the, the playoffs that he's looked like he's belonging. And like, that's not, that's not just lip service. He has looked like he's belonging. Uh, I think it's but, lip service. I don't, I don't know. What's he going to say? Like, yeah. nah, he's a rookie. I don't want him in my life. Like, of course he's going to say he looks no, good. He says, he says, playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? playoffs? I'm just trying to win a game. I mean, so, so, but the, the other, the other issue that gets to be hard is we have a really good team, even without Matthew Nyes. We were looking at, uh, who the the Leafs starting lineups were going back for the last five years. Oh yeah. And every year there's like, well, I mean, we went through like three years at least with like massive holes on defense. And then at least three or four years where our fourth line was a black hole. And this is like one of the first years where it's, you look at our team and we're looking real good, yeah, real good. So, but if you're going to add Matthew Nyes into that lineup, someone has to come out. Uh, I do agree, Ryan, that I think uh, that's why we're all, I, I don't think any of us are, are a fan of running one fewer forward for one additional defenseman. And we were a little nervous during the regular season, seeing Keith go to that option so often, because that means like, like that's kind of his message saying that he would consider it for the yeah. playoffs. Um, I don't think we see 11, seven. I, <laughs> I mean, I think we, <laughs> We would see Wayne Simmons in the lineup before going to late eleven. I, I disagree entirely on that. They just recall. If, if we get Simmons two injuries today. to forward, it's done. It's done. But so, but I want to get to who do you guys take out for Matthew Nyes coming in? Who comes out? Is it Zach Asta Reese? Is it is it Lafferty? Is it Kerfoot? Uh I mean, to be fair, I like, like when, when I say. <laughs> you got, I know those are all good players. I think if we do get an injury for it, I agree. He's, we run he's 13 the next guy five. In. Is that on the table? <laughs> I I think it would probably be Zach Aston Reese. Um, even Ooh, just from t- the sense that uh, Zach Aston Reese doesn't have the playoff experience, the same that Matthew Nyes would. So you're kind of treating apples for apples. Whereas if you take out someone like Kerfoot, he's been good in the playoffs over the last number of years. He's definitely like if you want to check off the box of guy that Keith knows exactly what he'll do when he's on the ice. Check that's Alex Kerfoot, which you know to some people's opinion is absolutely nothing is what he'll do. But it's uh, I, I I don't think Kerfoot's coming out. I've heard Lafferty's name tossed around. I hope it's not Lafferty. I I think Zach Asteris, but I also like Zach Asteris, so I'm okay with just him staying in. And not <laughs> it, it it's tough because. I mean, not really Lafferty, I guess, because he's been out, but he, he's played well just, like, for the balance that we've had him. But Kerfoot and Zach Aston-Reese are both players that are kind of trending up right now, right? So, like, there's not an easy one from those guys to pick. You know, are any of those guys, like, just that, like, that really sick kind of, like, spinorama dash to the net the other night that almost resulted in Matthew Nyes' first goal? None of those guys are making that play, right? And that had a really good shot of being a goal. So it's just like, I want that goal. Like I, I would, if it were me, I think I would probably take out Alex Kerfoot. I think I'd take out Kerfoot. Um, 
you're losing him on the PK, but Lafferty can do PK. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's who I would take out to actually answer nah. your question, Tim. Ryan didn't answer your question. I said, is that I gave oh, a name. Okay. But so here's something I want to bring up. Here's um, the thing though. It- with, Bringing out with taking out Zach Aston Reese, right? Which isn't the reason I didn't pick Zach Aston Reese. Sorry, that's what I was just about to say. Zach Aston Reese has mean in him. He's mean. Um, Tampa is basically like this year they've taken away their skill and they've just replaced it with like mean and dirty yep. and it's like they're uh, it's not going to be a cakewalk. We even if we, even if we win, we're going to come out with a few bumps and bruises, which is annoying, but like. So, so even if, See. even if, um, even if like they're, even if you know, we, we all recognize it, like, yeah, Matthew Nice is maybe the, the better player for the team right now or whatever, like for this series, do the Leafs need somebody who's meaner, like, like his mean levels here and his, his goal scoring levels here versus Matthew Nice, whose goal scoring level is like maybe here, but his means down here, right? Like, um, that that's something that Zach Aston Reese can really bring to the table. Uh, yeah. And I know that the question that we always, we always look at is, are we playing the Leafs game? Are we playing to the Leafs strengths? Or are we trying to keep up with the other team? And, and I, and like, we always, we, I feel like we always come to the same conclusion. It never follows it. Like I would say like, Oh, are we going to be able to be as mean as Tampa? No. Are we going to be as rough as Tampa? No. Like ha- having two or three guys in, it's just like our players is fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we're going to lose the series? Also, no. That's apparently, it's whoever scores the most goals wins the series. Um, so I don't, for for that reason, if if like if I had to make a choice, if uh, man, I have to agree with one of you. I think the no. Oh, actually, no, Stephen, you said Kerfoot. Actually, yeah. neither you said Lafferty. I would take out Lafferty. I think you're I, just I think, saying that because it's not what Steven and I said. No, you guys, what your guys said are deeply flawed. Kerfoot is not going anywhere. That guy's invaluable to the penalty kill. He has playoff experience. He has, uh, losing uh, playoff he's been known experience. to turn it on in the playoffs. It's losing playoff experience. What are we, we all have losing. It's all we, we know. Here? Losing playoff experience. Like, come on. And you got to get paid three and a half million dollars. You want to put him up in the, the press box? Nah, Kerfoot is staying put. Uh, Zach Aston Reese, I think, is also staying put. He's, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't uh, give him the the most credit recently, but then he went turned it around and had an awesome week. That that line with uh, David Camp showing lots of chemistry. Um, I think Lafferty would be the one that stays out and Nyes comes in is the correct answer. Better luck next time, guys. Mm. All right, um, what's next? What is next? Um, so looking at the the games that were played this week, I mean, we do you want to talk? We can talk about the Tampa game specifically. Um, I thought it was hilarious that like going into the game, John Cooper was saying that, uh, oh, this is a big game for us. The stepping stone. We got to turn it on, and then we just beat them flat up, uh, better at everything. And then after the game, said, hmm, not actually the great game. It felt like an exhibition game. It's like. Come on. You got slapped. And the Sorry. Leafs basically rolled 10-8 in that game. Yeah. You know? I mean, that that lineup, the lineup that the Leafs put out there in Tampa, right, said, like, we we don't care about this game, right? We're not going to show any of our cards tonight. We're not going to give you really anything. 
and they beat the crap out of the guys that were out there. But I like that. And then the Leafs still take care of business. It was a disrespectful win on their soil where they were trying their, I mean, obviously the Leafs are trying, but like their guys were trying to win the game. Their best players were out there. Stamkos' thousandth game. And they got crapped on by Connor Timmons at forward. <laughs> we didn't talk about Connor, Dim- Connor, T- the defenseman, Connor Timmons being the, the forward in place of, Nice. I think Nice ahead of him on the depth chart. Had literally yeah, never. There's, there's not a much game to talk about there. Even. It, I was just glad that we got out of that game with all our players healthy. Like for a game that both coaches were saying we just want to get out of this healthy. We wanted to, like this game doesn't matter. All of a sudden, it just turned into a slugfest yep. out there. There were multiple fights, and I I don't know what they were thinking. Like I'm, we're lucky that on both sides that they got out. Props to whoever it is, Dubas or Keefe, for not playing Matthews and Marner that game. Absolutely. They're, they both probably would be on stretchers leaving it. That high hit, Perry. Who, who was it on Tampa that threw that high hit on John Tavares? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This is the captain. You can muck it up in the corners with Luke Shen or with Michael Bunting or whoever you want, but you don't take a run at the captain. On game 81 of the season, when you're about to see them a week later, that's just, it's so dirty. Yep. I hate it. I just hate all of it. I'm ready to beat them. Ugh, it would be so sweet to see Corey Perry sent home again. I know. Ugh. <sighs> it, it, that's, that's, I, that's what the series is going to be, though. I mean, Tampa, um, you know, a, as of late, right, and which is, I guess, really the last, like, month and a half, has not been playing their best stretches of hockey whatsoever and has been that kind of team like as a way i guess of them you know like a more dirty a more violent kind of team to i guess try to get themselves out of the slump or something like that it hasn't really worked for you know translating into a bunch of wins but this has been them just like uh, you know broad street bullies there's there's two perspectives though there it's have they been uh slumping and losing momentum or have they been conserving their energy for the playoffs and they just took their foot off the gas of what was already a these players don't know how to conserve their energy and like they they go all out every game because they're too competitive they're they want it too bad this is just them not having it for the last month or so i think at this point i sure hope so um one other development from this week uh, in the goaltender position. So after, so Sam, Samsonov was forced to play that game. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm, am I getting no, the no, dates no. mixed Joseph up? Joseph Wall played against Tampa. Samsonov played against Florida was his last game. Oh, it was against Florida. Yes, and had to face like tons of shots. Right, yeah. Tampa was the second night of the back-to-back. Um, the Leafs denied an emergency recall for uh, for their backup goalie, which kind of which circumvented the salary cap uh, because they signed Matthew Nyes. We can talk about that. I don't know, but maybe it's not too much to talk about. The NHL basically gave him a slap on the wrist, and uh, it didn't end up mattering. If, if Stamsoff got injured, we would have been unfortunate, but the Rangers got into the same trouble earlier in the year. But what I do want to talk about is Joseph Wall, who has been having a, an amazing season in the AHL and has appeared in select appearances in the NHL and looked pretty good, but he's been like the guy for the past week and looked... Like he belonged the same way that that Matthew Nyes looked like he belonged in his three games. Joseph Wall looked like an NHL goaltender. He as the Tampa game in particularly really impressive. I was um, saying like when I was watching the game the other day, 
with you know uh, the was it the Tampa game? Maybe it was the one last night. Um, what a luxury for the Leafs to be so good, right? Where there's there's these teams that are like fighting for a playoff spot, like Florida and whoever, right? To be so good during the season that they had the the luxury of doing this, right? To be able to get Joseph Wool out there with like a good looking Leafs team and like real games and see what he can do. And he's yeah, he's shown that. This guy can hang in the NHL and play for this Leafs team. Uh, I have misjudged AHL goalies ever since we've been doing this podcast, and really nobody should listen to me, but it's been awesome seeing him out there just looking great, looking great. I'm excited for the future of Joseph Wool, and we deserve this. He's our third-round pick from 2016. This is what they're supposed to do. This This is what they're supposed to do. We just haven't had one of these since... Um, James Reimer. Yeah. Was he a Leafs draft pick? I think he was a Leafs draft pick. Okay. I mean, he's he started with the Leafs. His first NHL games with the Leafs. That doesn't, I don't know. If he was a Leafs draft pick, it's been a long time. James Reimer was 2013, 14. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And it's the kind of thing that I, it was fortunate we got to see him in as many games as we did. Because I think it's a large enough sample size that next season or the off season, whoever the general manager is via Kyle Dubas or anyone else, they have enough to work with that. They can make a decision of move on from Murray and have wall be the backup or risk losing wall for nothing, which I, I'd be pretty shocked if they did. I, I kind of think he's the real deal. He, he looks real good out there every game. I think he, he's ended the season like five games in a row or something like, and these were, it, tough games and like he made impressive saves mm-hmm. i i'm very encouraged by him to the point where he's going to be backing up for us in the playoffs at least for the first while like over his concussion i don't yeah. think i'd be sweating all the buckets if joseph wall had to come into a playoff game for whatever reason obviously it would be less fortunate than Ilya samsonov but i think we could win games with joseph wall we've won a lot of them so far yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the other piece from this week. Like Matt Murray confirmed concussion, uh, no timeline in his con- in, uh, on his return, so no one's really talking about that. But I do think it'll be, I say it'll be interesting in the summer what happens in in the goaltending perspective. But I do think whoever's at the starters, I think Joseph Wall, Joseph Wall, in a master class by Kyle Dubas, signed for eight hundred k for the next two seasons. That's amazing. Um. It, but yeah, no, I think uh, Samsonov is a restricted free agent. We'll see how much money how much money he uh, like uh, earns is very dependent on the next two weeks. I, I, this is the other luxury, right? I guess of having this homegrown talent that like Joseph Wall goes into the next season, assuming Sammy Smile sticks around, right? Joseph Wall's the backup, and paying eight hundred k for your backup is a steal, right? And that just frees the yeah. Leafs up to either you know give. We'll see what happens with Sammy Smiles. Part of this probably depends on what happens in the playoffs here. If it's a big increase or like a, a small increase, a medium-sized increase, we'll see. But um, if he's making whatever, four and a half, five million bucks, and Joseph Wall's making 800K, 5.8 million to your goaltending tandem, that's good. That's good. But there's yes, still I- the figuring out what you're going to do with Matt Murray part of it. Um yep who I, I I know it's a confirmed concussion and like, I don't, I don't believe he's on 
Is he on LTIR or like he he could well, come back on the playoffs, LTR right? for the yeah. So they just like kept him on IR and went from there. There's just like salary cap cap constraints for when he got injured, how close he was, all that. So it doesn't really matter when he's healthy, he'll be back. Well, well, Keith says he's been skating, but he did not uh, take part in the in the practice today, Saturday. So. I, I don't know. I, I, it just feels like, yeah, it's going to be wall and in in, it, it really doesn't matter. Right. Like who the backup is. Cause like Sammy smiles is playing every game of the seven game series that we're about to go into barring an injury. It, as long as he's healthy. Yeah. Barring an injury. Hmm. Cool stuff though. A homegrown goaltender. You're talking about James Reimer, Tim. You're like, oh, it was James Reimer. You know, Tim, that was, Almost a decade ago, <laughs> even if, if it was James lie. Reimer, if we drafted James Reimer, which I don't remember, almost a decade ago, <laughs> where like Leafs and goaltending has been hard, but like where uh, Nashville just like rolls out a new homegrown goalie every three years that contends for the Vesna, right? We have had a decade since we've had a homegrown goalie. Like actually- he was drafted 99th overall in 2006. There's James Reimer for you. Hmm. By the Toronto Maple Leafs. Bring him home. All right, we bring him home. Some lines here, please. This is all Ryan so, wants to talk about is lines. Great. So right, Ryan loves lines, lines, baby, and now I we do. really got lines to talk about. <laughs> well, so do you want? I feel like there's a few big dominoes to put in place when we're talking about the lines, and a lot of that relates to does Ryan O'Reilly play on the second line or the third line? Do you want to talk about lines first, where he's on the third line? Well, let, let, let's talk about that in theory. I guess, like, what, what what do you guys what what do you think the Leafs should do, and and what would you do? I guess I I, w- I was coming into the trade deadline the whole season wanting Ryan O'Reilly to join our team to be our third line center. I was desperate for a third line center. We were so just like after Matthews Tavares, we had nothing. You get one injury, and all yeah. of a sudden your team is so weak in the middle. And Ryan O'Reilly on third line center just solves all your problems, which we've seen when he's played in the third line center. It's, it's just great. We look so much deeper. But you know what? I I wouldn't put him at third line center now. I, I like him a lot in that second line center with John Tavares on the wing. That that line is a top line. Mm-hmm. We have two top lines. And, like, not a top line in that, well, it has two great players and one add-on, and they can do some stuff. Five on five, that's like back-to-back shifts. You could just dominate the opponents. And then you have still a decent third and fourth line out there that's not just going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so dangerous. Any any one of those players in those top six, assuming that then the other side of that would be like a bunting Matthews Marner or a Yarn Crook Matthews Marner, we can get into that. But both of those lines are just so dominant. Tampa's not as deep as they once were. Their, their bottom six isn't that. I think if you load that up, there's no way that our big boys are getting shut down. You know, there's no way that Tavares and Nylander aren't getting it done. If Matthews and Marner are getting all the hardest competition, maybe that second line of Tavares, Nylander, and O'Reilly is getting all the hardest competition, and Matthews and Marner could just go out there and have fun. Like, it's, it's, we've been saying this in theory for so long, and I feel like with O'Reilly there, it's just, it's amplified. I think that's the spot. I don't know. What do you think, Steven? Would you, would you put him on the third line to stay balanced? Like, here's the thing. You put on the second line, and he they can they can like do really well against 
I mean, that, that that line would be better than Tampa's second line. You put O'Reilly on the third line, you're laughing. I don't even know who Tampa's on. Who's on Tampa's third well, line? Well, you read I see, like, if you Mike read the uh, if if you if you go off the athletic preview, right? Your third lines: Ross Colton, Anthony Sorelli, and Michael Eastmont. Is it Eastmont? Anyway, Ease. those guys sound. Those guys sound like they're not as good as Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, but but okay, but so the second line, right? Uh, Nick Paul, Steven Stamkos, Alex Kaloran, right? Like whatever line Ryan O'Reilly's on is feasting. You ask, what would I do? Um, are Ryan O'Reilly on the third line to a degree is playing it safe, and Ryan O'Reilly on the second line, right? To like that, that's a little bit of risk. It's a, it's a, you know, is it going to pay off or not? If Ryan O'Reilly's on the second line, the Leafs could win game one, seven to one. And if Ryan O'Reilly's on the <laughs> third line, the Leafs could win the Leafs could win game one, four to three. You know what I mean? Like, you think so? I think so. I we the the games that we've seen Ryan O'Reilly in that second line, the Leafs just look so much better offensively. That's what I would do, and that's I want Keith to do that. I I want you to go into game one with the lineup you think like gives you the best chance to win. Like just like not not like the safest or like you know the be- the best chance to win. That's the that's the best look for the Leafs. And let's try to not let's try to not lose game one and then have to change it up. Let's do what we were going to do to change it up right away. Maybe. And I don't think I don't think it was seeing it as much as uh, do it as a reaction, change things up. What I do think is a big impact is what is what games are the Leafs at home and which ones are they away? Like, I think uh, going for the first two games, the Leafs are at home where uh, Sheldon Keefe has last line change. I do think that Ryan O'Reilly is on that second line where uh, Sheldon Keefe can put them out against those other. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to, you know, bell any bulletin board material calling them lesser competition, but any uh, less defensively responsible lines. Um, and, but no, but then I think what happens is in on games three and four when Leafs are on the road, regardless of how the first two games go, I think we do see Ryan O'Reilly drop down because uh, I do think. Uh, John Cooper, the the Tampa Bay coach, will be doing everything he can to get Shel, uh, Nick, Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point out against. I mean, Noel Achari and Alex Kerfoot, like they're no slouches, but they're also no Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner. Like I, I do think that that it's more important to have a balanced lineup on the road. I, I don't know, home. Tim. Like you say that they're no slouches. That's like our two penalty killing forwards, and the center of that line is going to be David Camp. So like. Are you really, if you're John Cooper, you're going to be trying to put your top goal scorers out against that line? Like, if anything, that's your defensive line. That's who you don't want them out against. If I was John Cooper, I'm probably trying to get my top guys out against Matthews, Marner, and Bunton. Yeah. No, not, Mitch, Mitch Marner's great. I, I don't know. I, I also I also don't think it's camp on that that line. I think if, if Ryan O'Reilly's on your second line, your third line is... Uh, uh, sure. I was about to call him Cookie. That's his freaking nickname. What's his name? Achari. Achari is your center. Uh, and then it's probably... Yarn Crook? Is it? I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I, it's I, If O'Reilly's up there, assuming yeah. Bunting is up on the top line, it's your- I mean, I have no faith that Bunting's going to ever draw a penalty again the rest of his life. So it's uh, so then it's Yarn Crook and it's uh, Kerfoot. That's yeah. your third line, right? 
And Achari's just looked so great uh, at center. He's looked so great at center that like, and then Camp's right on your fourth line with Matthew Nyes and uh, Connor Timmins. No, Zach Aston Reese, Sam Lafferty, Zach Aston Reese, um, Kyle Clifford. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you, it, it's a different team, right? But you go off last year. I mean, like John Cooper was, was trying to. He was not saying like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I want uh, Kucherov out there against the Matthews line." So like. But it's it's different. It's totally different teams this year. I mean, the Leafs are so different than they were last time. Um, hmm. I think Tim, where you were saying that, like, regardless of what happens in the first two games, we're going to move O'Reilly to the third line. I disagree. You only ever see teams make changes after they lose. If the Leafs win the both of game one and game two, it's going to be the exact same lineup in game three. I think it's highly unlikely that they make a single. I don't know. This is like you never uh, see pretending them you're changes. in a vacuum. They, when when they win, they keep the same. It, it happens every year to every team. You only ever make changes when you lose. You ever make don't make changes to the lineup. Like if they win the first two games, I don't think like you don't take someone out and add in Matthew Nyes. But that doesn't mean you can't change around the lines for what's uh, for like preparing. I, like, I think the, the more whole... likely it would be like at the end of the game when we're winning. It's all of a sudden you're gonna see O'Reilly double shift with guys like, you know, your camp and yeah, that, that like is it, true. They, they... And it's not gonna be like starting game one we're gonna do this because, you know, shifting O'Reilly from the second line center to the third line center, moving JT from the wing back to center. This isn't tweaking around the edges. That's like a major roster reconstruction that you just done. It's 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 the whole the whole thing down right down the yeah. middle. So I don't, I don't think you do that after you win a game doesn't matter if it's Rome or not. Here's the thing. The playoffs are a chess match. If you do the same thing all seven games, if you're against a good coach, you will lose the series. It's yeah, always so a moving thing you, going you back and ma- forth. You make an adjustment. If you're winning, why are you making adjustments? Because you know your opponent is making adjustments. Hmm. I, I don't think so. It, it, yes, anything... you're right. You can't. We've seen Babcock just sit there and do the same thing for seven games and lose. You're right. You need to make some adjustments. But you don't go into the game thinking, oh, well, Cooper's going to do this, so I'm going to change this, but that's going to make Cooper do this, so I'm going to change this. No, you, you got to take it easy. Take it. You make some in-game adjustments. You lose a game or you don't look very good this game. You switch it up for the next one, but you, you can't be galaxy brain. We've seen Keith overthink some stuff like that in the past with some of the brash decisions. I, I think it's more realistic to, to, than, than going into the game with a completely different lineup that the Leafs go into Tampa, Ryan O'Reilly's on that second line. And as the game's going is maybe when the change happens, right? If you're, I, uh, I, if you're ahead, that's when Ryan O'Reilly maybe comes down to the third line. I, I also thought of that as well. Like we're kind of splitting hairs for who the starting lineup is. Keith loves throwing the lineup in the blender and like <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly might split his time playing with John Tavares or playing with, uh, with Noel Achari yeah. or, or Kerfoot. So, but but that um, that's me th- saying what I think Keith will do. Like I I I don't like that. I want John Tavares. Who, like, I it seems I get he's played a thousand games, but it seems silly to like say all right. Some games you're gonna be playing left wing, and some games you're gonna be playing center here. I want the guys playing center to get in their bag playing center, and the guys playing left wing to get in their bag. Like you're going to go, you're going up against the same guys on the other side, right? So I want John Tavares to get to know. Who, who's playing right that I'm going up against tonight and who's, you know, who's playing and, and who's the centers that I got to, you know, win my matchups against and stuff like that. Um, 
So I, I, mean, I the problem I don't, is, I don't is that him. Tampa really changes around their lineup often as well. Like you'll see the same way thing with Tavares. You'll see Stamkos even play second line center or first line in some games. So you, you don't. So you can't really plan for what the other team is going to do. What changes they're going to make. Obviously, the Leafs are going to win games one and two. So Tampa's going to make a whole bunch of changes for games three and four when it comes back into their burn. So you kind of take it one game at a time. I do agree with you though, Stephen. Having a little bit of continuity in the bottom line is going to be really important. Ryan O'Reilly missed so much time over the past month or so. We haven't really had a chance to really solidify that chemistry and, and that uh, you know that, that chemistry for specifically where Ryan O'Reilly shifts in there. And even Tavares probably has only played like five or six games in his career on the wing now. That's not a lot. So if you're making changes every other game to the Leafs lineup, it's got to be hard for these guys to really fall into the groove. These guys are pros. They can handle it. Can I? Uh, They've been handling it. Can I devil's advocate, though, the Ryan O'Reilly on the second line here? Uh, because the Maple Leafs lost the last series because of the depth, right? Tampa's depth beat our depth. Uh, you know, that's an argument, right? That is an argument to moving Ryan O'Reilly to that third line. And you you still feel good about the top two lines. It, it would be a different look, but like, you still feel good about them. I, I don't know. Right. But that, I mean, game seven last year was one off of Tampa's depth. I mean, I would argue it's argued uh, was one off of Wes McCauley's decision-making, but you know, yep. That's in the past. We're part over of, it. Part I'm of not, that is I'm who not we over have it. on the roster, though. I'm not like, over it at all. Last... I'm still not over. Corey Perry should have jumped. I'm still not over it. I'm not over any of that. Holy moly! Last Ugh. year we were going into the game with a fourth line of a guys on hopping around on one leg, as Tim would call it. We had Simmons and Clifford and and Spezza was our fourth line for Game One. That's night and day this year. That's a huge difference. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of why our depth isn't. I, I wouldn't say our depth is outmatched by Tampa's depth this year. I, I don't think that's the case. Mm. No. But I think, like, so that with that being said, prediction time, we've talked a lot. I mean, actually, we should we talk about the defense a bit before we, uh, we at least guys, do not like to neglect well, the defense. Let's do we it. Not let's not mention a the single defense. defenseman's name this whole podcast. What, what do you want to say? It. Like, what are the, do you think the pairs are going to be? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I we've gone quite a bit. Uh, saying like, is it going to be McCabe and Brody? Is it, who's going to play with Riley? I think that's been pretty solidified in the past few few games. Yeah. Like at this at this point, it's it's going to be Jake McCabe and TJ Brody together. Yep. They are the shutdown pair. Uh, Morgan Riley, he's been playing with Luke Shen. Um, it, they'll get more sheltered minutes. Like they probably. Uh, certainly at home, I don't think Morgan Riley plays much time against against Kucherov. He'll get lots of power play time, but um, it's Mark kind of Giordano, misleading he... to just say that Morgan Riley's playing with Luke Shen because Morgan Riley's going to play twenty six minutes and Luke Shen will play nine. So really, it's Morgan <laughs> Riley plays those nine minutes with Luke Shen, and then he plays another like seven minutes with TJ Brody as he gets double shifted and then plays another five minutes on the power play by himself. Mm -hmm. So like it, it's, he kind of plays with, with Luke Shen, but really it's just Morgan or TJ Brody's going to play 30 minutes each night. Like he's just not important. That's our solution to the TJ Brody cloning issue. <laughs> just play him more minutes. <laughs> uh, and then the, the last pairing, Mark Giordano, he's missed the past couple games. Uh, I believe on the official report, it says he's old. 
<laughs> I'm, um, I'm sure he's so mad about these games he's had to miss too. I'm sure he's so pissed off. Uh, I he know. is ready to get back um, in there. Absolutely. Uh, and that looks like Justin Hall uh, Hall has locked down that last spot. Unfortunately, leaving Timothy Logren on uh, on the outs most likely for the playoffs. Uh, he scored a goal this week. He's lead other than uh, Eric Gustafson, who like magic some goals into existence in Washington. Logan scored more goals than any other Leaf defenseman this year. Interesting Which, It does goes to show what we're prioritizing from our defense this year, that we're not, like, Gustafson is, I think he's still listed as injured right now. But the plan wasn't to have Gustafson in the playoffs game one, and the plan wasn't to have Lilligren in our playoffs in game one. And on paper, those are two most, most likely to contribute offense defensemen. Yeah. And they weren't the plan. And which is, I think goes to show why the plan is to have TJ Brody with Jake McCabe as a shutdown pair, because that's what we're looking for a defense to do. Goals are forwards can score goals. You heard Steven say, we're going to win these games seven to one defenseman. You just have to shut down the other team. Can we just take a second and appreciate Jake McCabe? Cause the number of like game saving shot blocks that he has I love this guy. Mm-hmm. I love this guy. I cannot wait to see him in the playoffs. He's exactly what our team needed. I'm beginning to think that he's an even bigger need that our team had than Ryan O'Reilly filled in tonight for because he's just, he's like the other TJ Brody. He's he's what really elevated our defense to be playoff ready. And what's unbelievable is we have him for two more playoff runs after this at only two million dollars a piece. Like that was a masterclass from Kyle Dubas. And Kyle Dubas on this hand is like laughing all the way to the bank with this like oh those fools maple leafs they didn't give me an extension in september they're not going to pay <laughs> double for my services that's fine i'll contribute i'll contribute to absolutely that. oh man yeah no you're 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 totally right i'm so excited to see jake mccabe and maybe i was overestimating maybe the importance of the meanness on these forwards because i'm i'm ready to see the leafs defenseman just like grab a guy like grab a guy and just like control the game these guys are big and mean and bald well giordano's bald and uh i'm excited oh tuesday baby Shen we're too. ready man shen has looked big and mean and tough he's he's been better than i was anticipating him being i don't know what vancouver did wrong with him he, it, he looks good uh, I like I, when when shen ha- he seems a little bit like justin halding like when he has the puck it's like eh, i don't know if it's gonna be but he's been fine I love it. Hold on. Like, like there was there was mid-season Justin Hall, which was like he has the puck and he's actively shooting it at our net. That's not what Luke Shen is here. Like he's <laughs> he's not necessarily like the the best puck moving defenseman, but I absolutely think he's gonna, especially in playoffs. Like guys like that, they just get better in a playoff atmosphere. So I think I think we'll be glad to have him on our roster. He lays the boom. And how do you not love Luke? That Shen? guy lays the boom every time he's on the ice. He played with Dion Phaneuf. All right, who was around when James Reimer was in net? I I think I actually don't know that any of these guys overlap. He he. <laughs> uh, and how do you not love Luke Shen? Like when he scored his goal, and they said, "Oh, first time since 2012," and like you can tell he loves being back in Toronto. It's like gotta love Luke Shen. Mm-hmm. All right, token discussion about the defense. Uh, <laughs> check the box. Well, because it's check handled. The box. It's handled. What's there to say? Like. The Leafs have nine good NHL defensemen on their roster. That's why we uh, no, were... Timmons is a what? Timmons is a forward now. Oh, sorry. I, I apologize. 
All right. <laughs> What's your prediction? I think uh, as requirement for membership to the Leafs cast, you must predict the Leafs will win the series. But how many games will it take? That's I'll, the question. Go, I'll go first because I already posted mine in the, the chat. And you guys, I know, are just going by off what I'll say. So let's get out of the way. I picked Leafs in five. Leafs winning five in games. five in this series. I don't know. Even since the last time we bought a Tim, which wasn't that long ago, my confidence is just going up and up and up. I love this team. I think that what really sealed it is when you sent that message that had the playoff or our playoff rosters over the last five years. This team is so much better than any of those teams. The closest one by far was last season. And that fourth line was garbage. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that this is the year I think Tampa's worse than they've been. I think we're better than we've been. I think we're just going to get it done. No more messing around. No game seven this year. We're getting it done in five. That's what I'm saying. No game seven, at least until we face Boston around two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll get there. Tune in in two weeks for our Boston playoff preview. No respect to the Panthers there. <laughs> uh. Steve, what do you no, think? I don't know. How many games? The, the Leafs are absolutely winning this series. Ryan's right. I've never felt better about the Maple Leafs. They're trending up. They just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa's, their full roster, Steven Stamkos' thousandth game, with a box of scraps. They beat these guys with a box of scraps, and we're just about to roll out those horses, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, with that box of scraps to obliterate them. Um, but... I I'm not happy about it, but I'm not I'm not going to predict that it goes any less than seven games. Come on, <laughs> you you're a smart Leafs fan. <laughs> the Leafs now own they co-own with Boston the record for the most, uh, the, the 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 current you know most consecutive seasons in the playoff streak, whatever. Right, this is our seventh go, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, and we've gone the max amount of games every single time, and I just can't expect that it's going to be any less, especially against a team that's not going to go away easy, right? I mean, these guys aren't used to losing playoff series. Um, uh, we have to account for the fact that the refs might hand a game to them, um, so that takes Ryan's prediction of five to or four to one to you know maybe four, four to one. To, there it is. To, yeah, we're, we can't we can't argue it. The Leafs are going to have to play better than the refs. So give me seven games, but the Leafs are. They're doing it this season. This is our time. This is this is our time, man. This is it. Because you're right. Like, like even though all those past seasons that we were feeling so great about the Leafs, right, going into the playoffs, you look at some of those rosters and it's just like a little bit like, what were we thinking? You know, this team. Well, you just like that. You say like you point to it and it's like, that's the hole. And sure enough, like that's the hole in the lineup. And sure enough, the other team exploits that hole that was obviously there. And we lose because of it. We lose because yeah. of it, but I know I I I think that I I'm Tim is either going to pick like six Ryan. or four because he's not going to agree with us. I can't agree with either of you. Rule number one of the podcast: you are right, and I. Uh, <laughs> what anyways. three? Three? Tim? Um, They're doing it in three. Game. <laughs> yeah, Leafs in three. No, I'm going to pick the Leafs in six. Last year, uh, the Leafs also in game six <clears throat> they were up three games to two. And they couldn't close it out. They made all the way to overtime in game game six. And we would never get the lead back again for the rest of the series. But I think this year, this is a different Leafs team. I think Ryan O'Reilly bringing that different energy to the, to the room. I think this is like every, everyone on this team is just one year more experience. I think that we have a nice mix of players, nice balance. 
forward defense. Uh, I'm not sure if Samsonov is actually the best goalie in this series, but I think he plays he plays well enough. I have zero faith in the refs. I think they're handing Tampa one, if not two games. No, I won't be any any happy about it at this point. Um, but I think we get we make it to game six, and I think the Leafs close it out, and we're off to round two for the first time in almost 20 years. I like it. Tim, uh, you're right. I'm changing my vote. It's six games. I'm going back to six <laughs> games because you're right. It is. It's game six is what has undone the Leafs all these years, right? Um, last year was a disgrace. They should have won game six, but I even go all the way back to 2019, that series against Boston. I might have never been more mad at the Leafs in my whole life when they gave away that game at home to Boston and then had to go yeah. into Boston for game seven and lost. And it's game six Horrible. where the Leafs have either laid an egg or, I mean, that one was a complete egg, but just like yeah, that. And that's, and that's the difference. And that's, that's old Leafs DNA that mostly just like, isn't here anymore. And, uh, uh, let's, yeah. I hope Ryan's right. Five games. They're winning at home in game five and advancing to the second round. Mark my word. All right. I'm buying tickets for game five just in case. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Let's, 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 Let's get let's get this thing. Let's get this bread. It's our time, baby. It's our time. Playoffs are here. So you'll so coming up, we're, we'll try and uh, record a short uh, a short podcast reactions after every single playoff game. Yep. Um, join us. Either hear us yell or hear us cry. And after both wins and losses, that will be the state of us. <laughs> wait, wait. It's an emotional time. Tim, you're not you're not giving. You're not giving a, a real preview of what's to come, okay? Happy, sad, no. Okay, Ryan will not be here for one of the podcasts. He will be available to be here, but will not because he's so angry at the leaves that he's not <laughs> potting. That's a guarantee, okay? There's there's one of your episodes. I'm just giving you that preview. There will be an episode where Tim and I severely disagree on a physical aspect of the game, okay? <laughs> Something to do, whether it was a fight or a hit, there will be a severe disagreement there will be shouting that will be talked about for years to come on this podcast um there will be one where i almost cry i think and that's 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 three episodes okay so ryan won't be here (laughs) the physical disagreement and i will almost cry out of happiness or sadness i don't know we're here for the next two weeks. There is nothing but the Leafs and the playoffs. We waited times. a year for this. I actually, you know, maybe there will be one that I won't be here as well. Now that I think about it, there's a decent chance that I won't be here either because of uh, the fact that I'm. Even bring the twins on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably what's just going to happen. You know, elephant in the room. I have 16 children now and I haven't been able to be on the pod every single week. Uh, and I'm just going to bring them by and then maybe I'll just get like a mute button. Right. And then when one of them's crying or something like that, would you stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll hear like, you'll be in tears and you say, that, that, that's just, the, tw- that's just the, the baby crying. So we won game one last time. Right. Like, 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 what do you guys think happens on Tuesday? We I'm going to say one? we drop game one and then win four games in a row. What's happening? No, we win game one. I think official predictions, we win game one. And then we're off to the races. I think we win game one. We won game one last year handily. We won game one last year. We beat Boston in game okay. one. We would have beat Montreal in game one if John Tavares hadn't been obliterated. Um, 
Oh, Here don't talk about that. Sorry, I apologize. Okay. I don't even remember what happened in Columbus. All right. Next time you hear our oh. voices, the Leafs may be up one nothing in their Stanley Cup winning series, uh, season. All right. I'm so excited. <laughs> this sounds horrible. Uh, Does this sound bad for you guys? No, I think it's good. Never mind. That's an audio thing. Not a good one. Let's hope we, let's just be treated to a Hall & Oates concert every night. Go Leafs, go baby!